What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode five. Yeah, five of the Bats Cave. Uh, I think this is five. This should be. I'm going to look real dumb if this isn't episode five. I did two, three, going to the movies. Is this episode four? I don't think this is episode four. I think this is episode... I. You know what? I have to go check real quick, which is really bad because I should definitely know that, like, going into recording. But, um... Yeah, anyway, so whichever episode this is, welcome. This is the Pop Culture Podcast, where I, your host, Alex Batts, go through and uh, talk about basically whatever's on my mind. Yeah, this is episode five. That's right, because the last episode was Star Wars, everything about Star Wars. So yeah, episode five. Uh, That's, again, part of this podcast, though. I keep on just, like, rolling with these weird intros, keep on messing it up, kind of, but that's the point. We're just going for it, going with it. Uh, yeah, so anyways, again, I, your host, Alex Batts, am just talking about um, everything in pop culture, basically, and, and just kind of what's on my mind, what I've been watching, reading, listening to, uh, any news that may have dropped, which that's mostly what this episode is going to be. No computer, I do not need to update right now, I'm recording, come on. Um, so yeah, today, uh, tonight actually, it's... Almost 8 p.m. at the time that I'm recording this, but um, I don't know, like an hour, a couple hours ago at this point, um, HBO Max had their big, uh, they had an event thing I know, I didn't watch any of it, but I was following um, their Twitter, turned on notifications for HBO Max to check and see all the news that was dropping there. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just going to go through a lot of it because we got some pretty crazy announcements, honestly. Um, a lot of stuff that's kind of to be expected from HBO Max and, you know, this, which if you don't know, HBO Max is the new Warner uh, Brothers media streaming service that will be launching in May of 2020. We also have an official price now. I think we might have already known that, but it's uh, $14.99 a month um, starting out. HBO Now subscribers, if you're already subscribed to HBO HBO Now, you will get HBO Max uh, just right out of the gate, no extra charge. So that's pretty cool. I'm subscribed to HBO Now already, so pretty hyped on that. Um, but yeah, so HBO Now is uh, coming in May of 2020. Uh, we'll have the tagline, the PR thing is they'll have over 10,000 hours of content at launch, which is absurd. Um, that's so much stuff. Um, so I'm going to be on their Twitter here and I'm kind of going through uh, looking at it. I won't talk about everything because there's honestly a bunch of stuff that I'm not like super hyped about. I don't really care about that much. Um Let's see, let's see, let's see. Some interesting things. Uh, one, they announced pretty early on in the, the presentation that um, they're going big with DC and they will have um, all of the DC films within the last decade will be available within the first year of launch. I think that, that wording is really important too. They say within the first year of launch. So not every DC film of the last decade will be available at launch, but uh, which is kind of like, oh, okay, I guess. Um, but it is pretty cool that we're going to be getting like every DCEU movie will be on there, which is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, everything in the last decade. So back into, Ooh, that makes me, well, no, it said every, every DC film of the last decade. And then also every Batman and Superman film of the last 40 years will be on there. So every Batman and Superman film is going to be on there, which is really, really cool. Um, it's great to see. That's just a lot of, I mean, like, I can't help but be excited for that. I already own most of those films that I would like to be able to watch regularly. Um, but a few of them I don't. Like, I don't have Suicide Squad, which I actually like more than most people. I know I'm in the, like, minority there. I know a lot of people, like, hate that movie, can't stand it. Um, I think it's pretty, and I, I have a good time watching it. Like, 
there's definitely some obvious flaws there and it's not like the best um movie overall but like i don't know i i mean i enjoy it i think it's i think it's good whatever fight me um and so uh, that'll be cool um justice league oh. Uh, <laughs> I won't be watching that. Uh, no release the Snyder Cut announcement happened for those of you that I uh, that are curious. We did not get that. I know that was a rumored thing that we'd be getting the Snyder Cut on HBO Max, which I mean, technically we still could at some point in the future, but it was not announced tonight. So uh, that's, I guess, a bummer. I mean, I want the Snyder Cut eventually. I don't think that we'll get it anytime soon, really. We know it exists. We know it's out there. Um, but I really, I don't know. I don't see that happening for another like, I don't know, like 10 years, honestly. Um, I think it'll be a long time before we get that. It'll either be a long time or we're going to get it within the next like year. But that's my prediction. So there's your window. Um, we did learn, however, Junkie XL said that his score for the Snyder Cut is finished. He finished composing his parts for that film. So um, that's pretty interesting, which I think we already knew that a while back. He said that he finished his part for, for Justice League, um, which I can only imagine how much better his score is than Danny Elfman's, which like Elfman obviously is a legend. Um, then, you know, the iconic Batman 89 theme, which is so good. I mean, how do you not love that theme? Um, but he's, um, his Justice League score was not good. Uh, there was very few things about that movie that were good. Anyways, I don't want to just talk about Justice League and, and Snyder Cut and stuff. That's maybe an episode onto itself. Um, but yes, yeah, so we didn't get a Snyder Cut announcement. Um, but like I said, we got all those, uh, DC films that will be on there um let's see what else what else we got um i'm excited for the dc films though like we get suicide squad bvs already have on blu-ray and 4k man of steel already have those two wonder woman already have that Aquaman already have that um but <laughs> that's most of them damn um but we can expect the future dc films to also be put on there which is really cool um going forward so it'll have all of those um there was no confirmation regarding the animated features and things like that so um i'm gonna go ahead and get into this right now so this is a big thing that i've seen just in the last like couple of hours on twitter um some people talking about and being um i don't know some feathers ruffled i guess uh so a lot of people are like what's the point of dc universe like why do we have this now what's the subscription service that is um not the main comics universe but like dc universe where like titans and doom patrol and um swamp thing rip um are you know held like what's the point of this service now um and like one it doesn't like hbo max does not by any means make this obsolete the first and biggest difference between hbo max and dc universe is the fact that like you will not be getting comic content on hbo max there's no comic reader with HBO Max. There's no comic library with HBO Max. You cannot read comics on HBO Max. And there is an absurd amount of comics on DC Universe. There's still not as many as I would like. I think they should just have their entire back catalog on there, um, except for the most recent like six months. Uh, I think that would be the best way to do it. That's how Marvel Unlimited operates. <clears throat> they just have their whole back catalog on there, except for the recent. I think Marvel Unlimited is either six months or the most recent year. I'm not sure. Um, but either way, that I feel like is the way that you should have it. But regardless of that, DC Universe is a lot better now. And they have an extremely vast collection of their comics on DC Universe that you can read. Um, by having a DC Universe subscription. And that's something that's not going to change, and it's something that you can't get on HBO Max. 
So like that alone, if you're a DC Comics fan, is uh, I feel like enough of a draw to the service. Like if you actually, which I am guilty of not using the DC, like the comics reader as much as I should on that service. Um, I've honestly barely used it comparatively to how long I've had. I've had the service since, since launch and I've maybe read like a couple volumes total uh, on it. And so I really should be reading more on there. But if you are someone who sits there and uses that comic reader on a daily basis, that is more than worth the money. Like you're getting so many comics out of that. And so that's still, I think, a very big draw and reason to have that service. And that's something that you cannot get with HBO Max. Um, the other thing, so a lot of the DCU shows like Titans and Doom Patrol will be coming to HBO Max, but those shows are not coming exclusively to HBO Max. So it's not like they're moving from DCU and going to HBO Max. They will be available on both platforms. So if you just want your DC content, if you're not interested in any of the other stuff that Warner has to offer with HBO Max, and you're just like, whatever, I'm just a DC fan, I just want this DC stuff, you can just get DC Universe for cheaper than what HBO Max is and get those DC shows still. And like I said, I don't, as of right now, I don't know the status of the animated shows and movies and which of those will and won't be available on HBO Max, but right now, they haven't said that any of them will be available on there. And honestly, the animated like catalog outweighs the live action catalog on DC Universe. And so like if you're a fan of the animated stuff, that's another really big reason to stay with DC Universe and to have that and like that's a good place to put your money. Like there's a lot of really, really quality DC content just right there. Um and so that's another thing that makes it where like that's not obsolete. Um so the big thing that I don't want to say that it's not it's not the main thing that started this because people were already speculating about this even before we got these announcements today because they were like well i mean with hbo max coming we knew that there was going to be some dc stuff on there like what's the point of having dc universe which i just uh nailed down a couple points as to why dc universe is still very much relevant and not obsolete but the other big one is hbo max has announced a green lantern series and an adam strange series um and so and these are exclusive to hbo max and all right hold on let me, so i'm gonna read some of the things uh it's from greg perlanti is the executive producer on it he's developing a green lantern and strange adventures inspired series um both of these original dc properties will be creating for hbo max will be unlike anything seen on television said berlanti an anthology series of cautionary tales set in a world where superheroes exist and in what promises to be our biggest dc show ever made we will be going to space with a green lantern television series but i can't reveal anything more about that just yet so strange adventures will be an anthology series produced by berlanti will feature characters across the dc canon this one-hour drama series will explore close-ended morality tales about the intersecting lives of mortals and superhumans. Uh, and then, of course, we also get the Green Lantern show. So, okay, one, hype. That is so exciting. The Strange Adventures announcement caught me completely off guard. I was not expecting that at all. Um, but it's super, super exciting. I love... Uh, anthology series are really cool in general, and so the fact that we're getting entire series that is just anthology episodes like they're one hour one story per that hour um episode i think is a really really cool thing to do 
Um, there's obviously been a very big, um, I don't want to say push, but there's a big, Black Mirror does that. That's what that show is. It's just one hour episodes that are not directly connected to each other, but they take place in the same universe, but they're just closed stories within that hour. Um, and that's going to be kind of what Strange Adventures is, uh, which is just so cool to me. And the fact that we're getting that with like DC characters and a bunch of, I'm assuming obscure DC characters that we don't really see a lot will be a big focus in this. Um, that's just super exciting. So that's really, really cool and really something to look forward to. Um, uh, we don't have like a ton of details on that, but just the fact that it's called Strange Adventures, obviously Adam Strange will, will be featured in it at some point or another in some form or capacity. Um, and so that's really cool. And then it's also just from that name has, you know, the space and sci-fi elements in it, which is just exciting. And then we have the other thing, which is the Green Lantern, like TV series. Like we're, <laughs> we're getting a Green Lantern series. Um, which is crazy awesome. We've been wanting live-action Green Lantern stuff for forever, uh, ignoring the terrible Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern film that came out in, like, 2011. Or, I, don't rem I don't even remember when that came out. I've never seen it. I've seen clips from it, um, but I've heard about how just atrocious it is. And, uh, yes, yeah, so I don't really have any desire to see that. But um, so we're getting some redemption for the Green Lantern core in live-action. Um, I will say I want Jessica and Simon and... Kyle, maybe, if you can fit him naturally into that story to, like, lead this show. I would like it to be focused on them. I think Jessica especially. Like, I really, really want to see Jessica Cruz um, be in the forefront of this series. I think that her exploration um, and her journey to overcome her anxiety and being a Green Lantern is something that would be extremely profound and inspiring to see um, on the on the silver. The silver screen is, a sm is TV, right? I think. Um, <laughs> but I think that's something that would be really, really cool to see, um, in a Green Lantern series. I think that'd be, I think that everyone needs to see that. Um, it's just, it's one of the reasons she's become such a, like, she's extremely relatable. She's, and that's why she, one of the reasons she's become such a fan favorite so quickly. Like she was introduced, oh, it's been, was it like five years? It was more than five years ago at this point, I think. Um, but like in Dark or in Trinity War, I believe, in the New Fifty Two was the first time she showed up, um, or was it? It was either Trinity War or Forever Evil was the first time that she showed up, and then she became a Green Lantern in Dark Side War. Um, but so she hasn't been along for a super long time, but she's one of the most popular Green Lanterns, and there's a good reason for that. And I really hope that they take note of that and they really. Um, give her this spotlight to shine in, in the Green Lantern series. Um, and yeah, and then her, her chemistry um, with Simon, then being partners and, and dealing with all these different um, crimes, for lack of a better descriptor, and uh, just adventures throughout, throughout space and the galaxy would be really, really cool to see. The other thing that I think is worth noting here, I know that some people are like turned off by the fact that Greg Berlanti is um, executive producing these shows, because he um, is the executive producer on like Flash and Legends of Tomorrow and um, Supergirl and everything. And I know um, there's a, uh, how do I put this, stigma, I guess, um, about the CW shows and their quality and their direction. Um, which I actually was almost going to have a pretty lengthy talk about the CW shows and part of them uh, for this episode before all this HBO stuff was announced. Um, but... I think the important thing to take note about Berlanti and executive producing this is that he's also the executive producer on Titans and Doom Patrol. And like, those are fantastic. I love Titans. I know that 
Titans is m more people are split on that than not. Um, I think season two, more people have been happy with this overall than season one. I actually haven't watched the most recent episode. I'm doing that after I finish recording this. Um, but Doom Patrol has been pretty unanimously praised for being a fantastic show. Um, and so I think that goes to show that he's definitely capable of producing some really, really great DC content. I think the platform and the outlet which he's working on is more of an impact um so i i think it's definitely like the cw show quality is like a cw thing and not a berlanti thing so i'm extremely excited and optimistic about strange adventures and um and green lantern um mainly i mean it's going to be on hbo max and like the literally the first thing that hbo max tweeted about um this morning whenever they started doing everything they let me try to find the tweet so i can read it verbatim um where is it where is it where is it i'm scrolling i'm scrolling okay hbo max is shaped by the vision and legacy of hbo's quality programming which will serve as the foundational element of this platform okay so if you've watched anything from hbo the quality is insane it's so good so literally the first thing they said today was the fact that hbo max is shaped by that vision and legacy of quality content um, so like, I can't help, but believe that the Green Lantern and Strange Adventure shows are going to be probably the most high quality content sh DC shows that we've gotten. Um, which is super exciting because I'm a, I'm a big fan of even the quality that Titans and Doom Patrol and of course Swamp Thing Rip, um, <laughs> ha have been, uh, kind of bummed that we didn't get a Swamp Thing revival announcement today. I really, that's, that hurts me. The fact that Swamp Thing, um, is as of right now still dead um because it definitely deserves another season i haven't even i haven't been able to finish the first season just because i got behind while i was airing and then i've been too sad to to finish it because right now i can still like in my heart i'm like oh i've got more swamp thing to watch like it's not it's not over for me yet i haven't finished the season so the show's not dead yet um but i hope that we eventually get a um a revival for that on hbo max but anyways like as far as the quality of content i feel like Strange Adventures and Green Lantern are going to be extremely, extremely high quality. They're, I think, going to be the closest to movie quality um, television content that we've received from DC. And so I think that's super exciting. Um, another thing that we're getting is um, DC Superhero High, I think is the name of it, which is a um, show that's that's focused on like DC superheroes in high and villains i think in uh in high school which is really interesting that it was another thing that kind of came out of left field and i wasn't expecting that um but i think that's really really exciting too um and so yeah but the the other thing um so before i get too far into other announcements and stuff the other thing that i've seen some people um talking about in regards to HBO Max and DCU and the validity of DC Universe as a service when HBO Max has these now two exclusive DC shows. Um, I think is, um, I mean, look, there's no way to be like, yeah, that's not a bummer that you can have DC Universe and you won't get every dc like show um it definitely sucks especially when the original you know like tagline was that it's like 
your complete source for all things DC DC Entertainment. But I do think that it's worth noting that that was the original conception of the service. That was before even the AT&T and Time Warner deal went through and before HBO Max was really on the board as something that would be happening. Um, And really, like, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, yeah, it does suck that if you want all of DC's content as a whole, you'll have to get both of them, um, which, as of right now, it hasn't been announced, but I have to assume that there will be a um, dual subscription or, like, bundle option for the both of them. Uh, I can't imagine them not doing that. I feel like it'd be pretty easy to set up internally. Um, and I think, I mean, I would get that in a heartbeat. Um, and so hopefully that does become a thing. Um, so you, you can get both services for not as expensive as buying each one individually. Um, but even if, like, even if you're just a DC fan and, like, you only, like, you have to, like, choose, like, DC Universe is still very much the better option. Like, it's not like the DC Universe shows like Titans and Toon Patrol are going exclusively to HBO Max. Like, they're not going to be there instead of DC Universe. They're going to be on both services. The only thing, again, as of right now, that is exclusive to HBO Max is Strange Adventures and Green Lantern. So it's two shows. So that's 1% of all of the DC content that you can get from subscription services will be exclusive to HBO Max, which again, don't get me wrong, is a bummer that you can't get all of it with one subscription service. I definitely like that does suck. It is that there's no way around that. But if you look at it from really like a percentage and like a grand scheme perspective, it's not the end of the world. And like, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, I don't know. It sucks, but like, it's not, I don't know. I've seen some people very upset about it, and, like, I just don't think that it's that bad. Like, I mean, I guess it sucks, but also, like, if you do end up paying for HBO Max also, it's not like you're only getting those two DC shows either. Like, you're also getting this ridiculous amount of content besides just that with HBO Max. Um, So, I don't know. I feel like both price points are worth it for different reasons. Like, the amount of content that you're getting from DC Universe that you can't get on HBO Max, I feel like is worth the price of DC Universe, especially if you use all of that content and are a fan of all of that content. And then the amount of content that you get from HBO Max, if you do use that service, I feel like it's also very much worth the price that HBO Max is. And so, like, while it does suck that you can't get everything DC from one of the services, I feel like both services are very much worth their price point, if that makes sense. Like, I... I don't know. That's, I guess, kind of my main reasoning behind not being super upset about it. Um, so I don't know. And then again, if we get a bundle option, that just makes everything even better. Um, super off topic. If, off topic. If you're watching the video podcast, check out my hoodie. It's pretty cool. I like it a lot. <laughs> um, it's finally. It's gotten cold enough here now for like sweater weather, which I'm very much a fan of. I like winter clothes a lot more than uh, than normal uh, like summer clothes and stuff, which sucks because then whenever I'm wearing winter clothes, people can't see my tattoos, which is kind of a personal dilemma. But anyways, um, yeah, so I don't know. I feel like both services definitely, um, they have their, their pros as for um, why you would get each of them. But again, it, like HBO Max's existence does not make DC Universe obsolete. Um I feel like, and I'm doing air quotes here, worst case scenario, 
is that eventually DC transfers all of their live action stuff to being HBO Max exclusive, which I don't really think is going to happen. I don't think that DC wants to abandon DC Universe. I feel like they've put too much into that already, and that there's enough of a following behind that to warrant that platform existing on its own and not just completely caving. But if they were to make it to where all their live action stuff, so not animated and not comics, was available on HBO Max exclusively, um, or if even if they did live action and, anima and animated stuff, so all of their, um, like, I guess just not comic content was exclusive to HBO Max, I feel like DC Universe would still be exist and would still be a viable, viable service if it was only a comic content and it had a bit of a price cut. Like if it was the same price point as Marvel Unlimited and offered the same thing comic wise as Marvel Unlimited, that's a completely sustainable service and it's more than worth it. Marvel Unlimited has existed for years just on comic content and it's a fan favorite service. I mean, I'm literally about to re-up my subscription this month. Um, I haven't had it for a few months now just because I wasn't using it as much as I should have um and kind of couldn't afford it at the, at the time but like i'm about to get it again because I'm, I'm gonna start using it frequently again and it's such a great service there's some like if you're a comic fan and you want to be able to read these back catalogs of issues um that you haven't like there's definitely a reason to have that and so i feel again worst case scenario if dc does eventually make hbo max their home for um television series and movie stuff which i'll get into that more in a second um, DC Universe very much could still exist on its own as just a comic streaming and comic subscription-based service. Um, there's definitely still a community and a niche, like, and a reason for that to exist. Um, so really, I don't think there's like a complete lose-lose here, I guess, unless you want just the one, like, one subscription service for everything DC, which, um... I mean, yeah, I have, like, I have to admit that doesn't exist now. You can't get that anymore, which does suck. Um, but, I mean, even now, like, DC Universe didn't have everything DC on there. So, like, it wasn't really a one-stop shop anyways. Um, but that's a that's a DC Universe, like, pro also, dude. Okay, I got to rant about this for a second. DC Universe still isn't fucking available on Samsung TVs. Wh hey, hey, I'm right here. I'm paying for your service, have been for a year, put it on my TV. Okay, it just, I'm sorry, it just makes me, it's not available on PlayStation 4 either. What the fuck is up with that? Huh? DC, Wonder Brothers, who do I need to contact to get this fixed? I want to watch it on my TV. I didn't buy a 4K TV for nothing, okay? Let me watch DC shows and movies on it, okay? Or use, y'all, took so long showing off the comic reader and how it works fantastic on smart TVs. Well, I can't see that. The app's not on my TV. It, oh man, sorry for this rant and outburst, but the fact that I still cannot use the DC Universe app on my Samsung TV over a year after launch is ridiculous. It's so beyond infuriating. I've been able to watch one episode of Titans on my TV, not because my TV let me, but because I hooked up my laptop with the USB to HDMI cable and streamed it through my laptop onto my TV. Hey, DC Universe, fix it. Oh, it makes me so angry. Like, okay, take a breath, Alex. 
it's okay. But like seriously, I don't understand why it's available on Xbox One X, but it's not available on PS4 also. Oh, doesn't make sense. I'm. L it's okay. It's all right. But so that's probably my main gripe with DC Universe is the fact that it's not available on Samsung Smart TVs still. I fix it, technicians. Okay, because I know that's what it is. There's some technical mumbo jumbo bullshit that's keeping them from getting it on Samsung TVs. Hey. Figure it out. <coughs> okay. End rant, I guess. Um, but, oh man, I don't even remember what I was talking about before that. That's my main gripe with DC Universe. Um, but HBO Max, I'm definitely assuming will be available on all smart TVs. I have HBO Now on my TV right now. So I can only assume that the app will still work flawlessly when HBO Max comes out, which is good to, which is good to know. Um... Yeah, the other thing, though, I mentioned, um, I mentioned it briefly. Before I get into this, actually, we're getting all the Looney Tunes stuff on HBO Max, which, oh, yeah, I'm hyped about that. Guess who's about to binge every Looney Tunes ever? Me. And then on top of that, also, we get, like, new, we're getting a new Looney Tunes content. Let me see if I can find the tweet where it's still as funny and timeless as ever. The whole Looney Tunes gang will be back with both classic cartoons and 80 newly reimagined original shorts in Looney Tunes cartoons. Hey, dude. Yes. Yes. Do I need to say anything more than that? We're getting new Bugs Bunny? Roadrunner? Oh, I'm sold. So we're getting that, which is really cool. Uh, Tokyo Vice, an action series based on a true story following a young American journalist who dives into the dangerous underbelly of Tokyo, starring Ansel Elgort, fantastic actor. Uh, his first television project saw, shot entirely in Japan. Uh, love Life, comedy anthology series following Anna Kendrick. She falls in and out of love. Um, so yeah, they're doing, those are just two of the, the things that are going to be some original shows that they're doing for HBO Max. So not only are we getting like the entire, basically Warner Brothers catalog of stuff like Looney Tunes and, um, South Park is going to be on there, which I'm very excited about. I love South Park. I don't care. It's hilarious. Whatever. Uh, all of South Park will be on there. Um, all of the CW shows will be on there, which is really cool. Um, they'll be available shortly after the season ends. So I have to assume that means that faster than what we've been getting them on netflix which thank you because it takes way too long for them to go on netflix i'm not even watching any of them really but it's still ridiculous um adult swim is going to be on there the boondocks is going to be on there plus two new seasons robot chicken i'm excited for that uh samurai jack is going to be on there my childhood thank you uh rick and morty is going to be on there because uh, we're going to Adult Swim. Um, do, 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 do. Reality Competition Legendary. Ooh, we'll take audiences into the wild world, world of voguing. I don't even know what that is. Um, do, 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 do. Conan O'Brien, tons of new stand-up stuff is going to be on there, which is exciting. Um, do, 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 do. Sorry for people watching the video podcast and I'm just staring down at my laptop. It's not very engaging, I know. Um, but so we've got that. The West Wing, the entire series will be on there. That's really cool. I've never watched it, but I might now since I'll have access to it. Um, da, 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 da. CNN stuff, uh, which is pretty cool. 
Uh, Ellen DeGeneres is doing a lot of stuff with HBO Max. I don't know if anyone noticed that, but her, I kept on seeing her name in like 18 different things, I swear. Uh, also, okay, so Max Original Movies. So there's some of them that they listed that would be cool. The ones that I'm most interested in that they didn't really... Um, Oh, well, I'm just seeing this. They worked with TCM champions in this space for TCM to curate a collection of the best classic films anywhere, including Casablanca, Citizen Kane, The Shining, A Star is Born, Singing in the Rain, 2001 A Space Odyssey, and many more. Oh, fantastic movies that are all going to be there on launch. Um, so that's exciting. But the other thing, which the HBO Max account didn't actually tweet. Let's see if I can find it. Do okay. I'm so sorry. Give me, give me uno momento. But I know the headline. The headline is that HBO Max wants to develop eight to ten feature films with budgets rivaling those of major box. What? My laptop just started making noises, but I had it muted. Sorry if you can hear that, anyone. Um, that was annoying. But anyways, um. So yeah, HBO Max wants Warner Brothers to develop 8 to 10 feature films with budgets rivaling those of blockbusters that we see right now, some of which will be, or will assume to be, um, productions from J.J. Abrams and DC Films. So, hold on, I'm close to finding the article. I'm so close. Um... Which that is just... Okay, so yeah. According to Variety, HBO Max wants to produce multiple DC films with feature film budgets. J.J. Abrams is expected to oversee some DC properties as well. So, this is very interesting and very much in line with the recent um, deal that was made between J.J. Abrams, uh, Bad Robot, and DC... I think it was Warner Brothers, actually. Warner Brothers and Bad Robot recently made a film... Or, not a film. Recently made a deal in which J.J. and his production company... Um, has a first look, I think is what it is, um, contractor deal with Warner Brothers regarding a bunch of future um, film and television properties, and some of those will be DC films. And so basically what it's looking like is a DC, or not DC, J.J. Abrams is going to help helm and steer a direction for some DC films, um, which up until now I had assumed would be in the uh, main like movie universe and stuff um but the fact that some of these films might be like hbo max exclusive films is super interesting to me um and i think honestly a really smart move because like then they don't really i mean you don't really have to worry about box office there which um is weird because like there's still a lot of money to be put into it and then they're i mean i know they're not expecting to turn a profit for this service for like four years which is crazy business stuff is so insane to me the way that they do all of that um but i think it's super interesting that some of the films that jj is going to be working on like could be hbo max exclusives and not traditionally released films um, I think that he would still do some traditionally released films because I feel like you don't bring J.J. Abrams on to do not that also, but it is really exciting, uh, the prospect that he will be working, um, exclusively with just those, uh, or not exclusively with, but on some HBO Max exclusive films as well. Um, 
I I know the biggest like rumor and go to for him is that like JJ Abrams is gonna helm a Superman movie, which like give it to him. Sure. I mean I would love to see JJ's Superman. Um I think he's a phenomenal filmmaker and I'm sure he could do something really, really great with Superman. Um the big thing which oh I mean I just got chills thinking about I like I feel like we're definitely I'm like ninety eight percent sure that we're not gonna see Henry Cavill as Superman ever again, which hurts my heart um it sucks he's such a perfect superman and we're just like we're not gonna see that again probably which like i'm tearing up kind of right now i mean that sucks but it it's just the reality of the situation at this point uh so i've kind of learned to just accept that but with that in mind, that does mean that we will get another Superman eventually, which hopefully we're in the same situation that we are with Pattinson right now, where I was like, oh, I don't want another Batman other than Ben Affleck, but now we have Robert Pattinson, and I'm like, oh, I'm so excited for that. I think he's going to be perfect as Batman. Can't wait. So hyped. So hopefully the same situation miraculously happens with Superman, and they cast someone who I'm like, oh, man, he's going to be such a great Superman. Can't wait to see that um so here's hoping that that happens i i I feel like that one's somehow tougher than batman at this point um so we'll have to see how that goes or if jj even does a superman movie we don't we don't know if that's what he'll be doing that's just kind of the like go-to um assumption for what jj will be working on so uh so we'll have to see there but just the fact that eight to ten films from warner brothers and like some of them being um dc feature films um for hbo max i think is it's something i didn't expect but it's something that i'm super excited for um so that'll be really cool so we've got that uh let's see i'm trying to see if there's any any other major announcements i have one major announcement that i'm that i'm waiting on for the end because i'm just gonna lose my mind whenever i start talking about it uh I think that's basically it for like the big announcements. We got Green Lantern. We got Strange Adventures. We got JJ doing his his stuff. Uh, we got the feature films. Yeah, so that's mo- that's most of the things. Not related to HBO Max, but uh, yesterday I think uh, news broke that we're getting a Superman and Lois show on the CW with Tyler Hochelin. I don't know if I'm saying his name correctly um his superman and i don't know the actress's name who plays lois on the cw right now but they're getting their own superman and lois show uh which is cool i guess i mean i've literally never even seen his superman like in a scene uh i've never watched a full scene with him i've seen like five second clips um his suit looks okay um and i don't know i mean sure hopefully it's good like i don't it's really interesting to me actually short cw tangent i guess like people really love to just like shit on those shows and like don't get me wrong like they're not the best shows on tv like there's very there's obviously some things that are wrong with them i don't want to call them like i don't even want to call them bad because like a lot of people put a lot of time and effort into those shows and like making that product and a lot of people get joy from them like there's very evidently a, a huge fan base for those shows and people who very much enjoy them and like that's good for them honestly like if you like the cw shows oh that's so cool that you can like you're like fuck yeah like i love watching these shows whenever they come on especially since there's so many of them now like i never imagined whenever arrow was first airing because like i remember watching season one of arrow as it like came on 
being like, oh man, this is so cool. Which, by the way, seasons one of two of Arrow, whew, fantastic superhero television. Um, but like, I just remember watching those and like, I remember losing my mind whenever we had the Flash like crossover, not even a crossover, but just the two Flash episodes in the middle of the season that was like the backdoor pilot for his show, like lost my mind at that prospect. And now we've got Flash, Arrow, which granted is ending this season, eight seasons later, mind you. So we've got Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, Batwoman has her own show now, Legends of Tomorrow with a full cast of DC characters. We've gotten like Vandal Savage and Hawkgirl and Hawkman on there. You know, they're apparently underused. We got the Justice Society of America on there at one point. Um, Black Lightning has a show. Um, I feel like I'm missing some people, but like just the amount that the CW verse has been fleshed out and the amount of superhero and comic book characters that we've seen on screen because of it, even if the quality, like, obviously it's not movie quality, but like, it's so insane that we have that. And like, I mean, how look at crisis on infinite earths, which I'm definitely going to be watching this fall, but like they're literally bringing in everything. Like we were getting Brandon Routh as kingdom come Superman. Tom Welling is coming back as Superman again. Like it's, insane that we have this and so it's um yeah i don't know like people a lot of people really like to just like dog on these shows and they just like talk about how bad they are and like i see the clips on twitter and like yeah like i'll get more into this in a different episode because i have a, a topic about action choreography and stuff that i actually want to get like really into um but like yeah i mean they're not the best like quality shows of all time like and they're kind of cringe sometimes i'll give you that but like they're still like pretty enjoyable show, especially if you like accept them for what they are. Like you can get a lot of enjoyment out of that. And like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think they could definitely benefit from having the season length cut in like half and then still having the same budget. But like, that's not going to happen just because of the network that they're on. And so I don't really fault them for that. Um, but yeah, so I, I mean, I hope the Superman and Lois show is good. I hope it doesn't um, restrict us from getting Superman in a better capacity i don't even want to say better in a more premier capacity and say hbo max or on the big screen but i still do hope the superman and lois show is good i think that would be cool um other thing that i just saw in the hbo max like announced oh they have one new tweet oh it's never mind it's not really important um it's uh something else i saw though in the hbo max thing we're getting all the scooby-doo cartoons which oh I'm very excited about that. Can't wait for that. Um, so yeah, I think that's most of the HBO Max stuff. Um, man, water's so good. You know, random little like thing. I haven't. I used to be super addicted to soda. Um, like I would straight up get a new twelve pack every like two days, probably, uh, or like over weekends. I could show just down like forty eight cans of Dr Pepper, like no problem. Uh, but I haven't had soda in like over a year now, which I'm proud of myself for. I just drink like, I mean, I drink some alcohol and coffee, but I mainly just drink water. <laughs> um, and so I think that's, I don't know. Water is so good. I used to hate water and now it's one of the only things I drink. So, but anyways, um, so yeah, the, the last, the last thing that I want to talk about is the thing that, oh, oh my God. I screamed and my cat Kylo looked at me like I was a maniac. But so earlier today, we received word that the Game of Thrones prequel starring Naomi Watts is not being ordered to series. It is not moving forward. And that's the one that was focused 3000 years before the series. It was going to be when Westeros was a bunch of city states like 
hundreds of different colonies. Uh, the Starks were still very young. I don't. They were like a kind of young house. There's gonna be direwolves. Maybe the origins of the White Walkers. The Lannisters weren't even a house yet. The rise of Valyria and the Targaryens and all the dragon families hadn't even come close to happening yet. Um, but that series is not moving forward. It's not getting the green light. We're not getting that. And as soon as that news broke earlier today, I was kind of like, oh, I'm very nervous about the Targaryen series now. Because like um, two months ago or so, probably, we got word that they there was uh, a Targaryen series focused on Aegon's conquest, conquest and going through the Dance of Dragons that was being worked on. Um, and so I was like, man, like, what if this doesn't make it past pilot? Like, because that's, that's the one that I really want, you know? I'm, if you don't know, I'm a Targaryen fan, like, ride or die. Fire and Blood, they are my number one. Targaryens, oh, best house in Game of Thrones. I'll fight you if you say otherwise. Um, so I was nervous about that, but... At the very end of the HBO Max announcements, or, yeah, announcements, we got, uh, via Entertainment Weekly, as one Game of Thrones prequel dies, another rises from the ashes. HBO announced Tuesday that its Game of Thrones prequel project about the Targaryen Civil War was officially received a full series order for 10 episodes. The title, House of the Dragon. Woo! Oh my god, sorry for the yell, but, uh, dude... We won. We did it. Game over. I'm so happy about this. I, okay. I literally, as soon, the first time that it was announced that we were getting some prequel series, for, like whenever they were like, yeah, we're getting, there's five different prequel series that are being like pitched and worked on for HBO in regards to Game of Thrones. And I was like, okay, I need one of them to be about Aegon's Conquest and leading through the Dance of Dragons. Like Aegon's Conquest, him coming over with Aegon, Rhaenys, and Visenya, conquering Westeros, get, forging the Iron Throne, and leading up to the Targaryen Civil War, the Dance of Dragons. Please give it to me. Burn it onto my retinas. Inject it into my veins. Please, I want it so badly. And then like two months ago, they were like, that's a series that they're actually pitching and being worked on. And I was like, oh my god, it's gonna happen. It hopefully will happen. Please let it happen. It's happening! Oh my god, we got it, we got it, it's a thing, it's actually a thing, we have a poster, the House of the Dragon, the tagline, fire will rain, oh my god, based on the Fire and Blood book by George R. R. Martin, I just, someone hold me, I can't believe that the series is co-created by George R. R. Martin and Ryan Condal, Miguel Sapochnik, probably butchering that name, will partner with Condal as the showrunner and will direct the pilot and additional episodes. Condal will be writing the series. If you don't know Miguel Sapochnik, totally saying that incorrectly again, so sorry. Um, let's see, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. He directed, um, where is it, 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 where is it? <sighs> Come on, Entertainment Weekly article, give me the information that I'm looking for. I know he directed The Battle of the Bastards and uh, The Long Night, and come on, where did it, where did it go, where did it go? Um, and also Hard Home. Like, he directed Battle of the Bastards, Hard Home, and The Long Night. Three of the best episodes in Game of Thrones. And, I mean, he did more than just those also. But, like, the fact that he's going to be the director for this series. Oh, we win! We win! I'm so excited about this. Like, oh my, we're getting a show about the Targaryens. Oh, they're literally my favorite Game of Thrones house. 
they're the best in Westeros, and just the fact that we're get we're gonna we're getting more dragons. We're getting Balaria the Black Dragon. What? Can you believe that? Like we thought Drogon was big. Oh no, not even close. We get oh, dude. It's so hard for me to contain myself. Like I just I literally screamed like a madman, and oh, dude, I'm still. I don't even know what to say. I'm just so excited about this. Like we're actually getting the Targaryen series, House of the Dragon. It's happening. It's a thing. We have a poster, George R. R. Martin. Just, I just, this is it. This is the thing that I'm most hyped. Like this and Batman. Like those are my two most hyped things now. Honestly, like those. I mean, Episode Nine too. That's like super close, so that's more like real. But like besides that, I mean, WandaVision's up there also. But like besides that, like it's just it's I, ooh ooh. I just I don't I don't even know how to. I can't contain myself. I'm so, I'm so excited for this series. We're getting a Targaryen. We're getting Aegon's conquest. I can't even formulate. I can't do it. I'm so excited. I'm so sorry for just the. I don't even know how to describe this. Just the ridiculous outburst of excitement that this is. But like. It's going to be so good. We get to see the Targaryens in their full glory coming over, conquering Westeros. We get to see dragons, dragon fire, the battles in this. Oh my God. They're going to be so good. Like we get to see the epicness that what, like we, okay. <sighs> Complete thoughts, Alex. You can do it. So like in Game of Thrones, we got so many like hints and like not, not even hints, but just like references and like. I mean, the Iron Throne that we see, it, the Iron Throne that everyone's fighting over, Aegon made that shit! We get to see how that happens, how that came to be. We get to see Aegon conquer the land of Westeros. We get to see these, like, oh, we get to see that. We, oh, dude. <laughs> so we get to see that history, like, become the history that it is. <sighs> Man, I just, I don't even, I don't, I don't know how to, I, no. I'm so excited. I cannot wait for this. It's going to be so, so good. We get to see so many things. The fact that the director of, like, the best episodes of Game of Thrones is behind it. We're getting phenomenally strong writers for this. It just, it, um, head over heels. I can't, I cannot wait for this. I can't wait to get more. And, like, the other thing, like, it sucks that the other series, uh, I don't know if there was, like, a working name or whatever for it. I think the long night was like the working name or the rumored name for the series or whatever. It sucks that that one's like not happening and we're not getting that. But like this one is going to be so much more unique. Like we get to see the Targaryens, the height of their power. We get to see so many more dragons. I mean, we're going to get a dragon civil war for God's sake. Like how does that not sound awesome to you? It's just, it's going to be such a different experience from in like world from what we saw in the main Game of Thrones series. And that's something that's so exciting to me. Like, it keeps it so fresh while still staying in this world, in this fantastic realm that George R. R. Martin created. And so the fact that we're getting this is just, it's so exciting. And honestly, the fact that D&D &D is not involved is really cool. They, short side note tangent here thing. I don't know if you saw on Twitter uh, over this, like, past week, but there was a Q&A, like, panel thing that they did. Uh, and someone, like, live-tweeted it, and it got a bunch of attention, um, because, like, D&D was basically just saying how they just, like, they were like, oh, we'll just wing it for, like, the entire series, which, honestly, after, if you can find it, 
I'm sure there's more than just that thread talking about it. I'm sure there's a bunch of articles about that panel and stuff at this point now. But, like, if you can find it, it's a miracle that Game of Thrones turned out as good as it did with the mentality that they had for that show. Uh, I've honestly lost a tremendous amount of respect for them at this point. I'm in the minority. I really liked season eight still. I still like it. I'll defend it. Whatever. Fight me. Um, but I definitely am like, wow, you guys kind of suck. <laughs> um, so the fact that they're not involved with this is really cool. Um, they also exited their Star Wars trilogy, which ooh, that's kind of, um, that's a different topic, I guess that I'll get to probably not in this episode. Um, but yeah, just the, like we're, I'll say it again. We're getting the Targaryen series, House of the Dragon. It's happening. I just, oh man, I, I'm, I'm that, that wins, that wins the night for me. That's the most hyped thing that can possibly happen. Like, it just, we look forward to exploring the origins of House Targaryen in the earlier days of Westeros, along with Miguel, Ryan, and George. It's a quote from um, Casey Bloys, president of HBO Programming. It just uh, is based on the 2019 book Fire and Blood, a history of House Targaryen that spans roughly 150 years. Like, the other thing that I'm very excited, like, interested about is I wonder how many seasons they're planning on this, like, being. Like, I wonder if it's, I, like, I can't imagine that it's just going to be one season of 10 episodes. It's a lot of ground to cover in 10 episodes. I mean, and you can do it, but I don't know. I mean, I guess they could make them, like, an hour and a half to two hours long each. Oh, man, that'd be crazy. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be one season or if it's going to be more. I don't care. Honest. I mean, I do care. I hope that it's like 18 seasons. It won't be that long. But like, I just, the fact that we're getting it is enough for me. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm just going to stop there because I'm just going to keep on rambling and just freaking out and just yelling about the fact that we're getting a Game of Thrones, not even Game of Thrones, the fact that we're getting a House Targaryen series, uh, just a series focused on the best house in Game of Thrones. It just, I've won, I've won the day. Um, so yeah, that's uh, I'll call it there. That's <laughs> that's most of the HBO Max announcements. There's obviously a ton of stuff that I didn't cover. Like I said at the very beginning, there's gonna be like over ten thousand hours of content on there. So there's just a ridiculous amount of things. Honestly, if you're a fan of something, there's probably something on there for you. I think it's very much worth it. I think DCU is also still very much worth it and not obsolete either. It's going to be interesting to see how those two work together, blend together in the future going forward and closer to the release of HBO Max that we get. But that is all the news that I think I have to talk about today. Uh, so now I guess I will do all my plugs. Um, you can find me on social media. First, I'll shout out the sites that I write for. You should go follow at Comics Bookcase on Twitter. I contribute. I've put a pause on my reviews for Batman's Detective Comics and Justice League at the moment. It's complicated, but I will still be doing recap articles discussing recent events in those titles, even though I won't be doing uh, standard reviews for them as of right now. But either way, besides those recap articles, I also still do editorials for them and stuff. So you should go check out that site at Comics Bookcase and then also comicsbookcase.com. It's the website. I'm also not the only contributor there. There's a bunch of really talented people that contribute a lot of great stuff uh, regarding the world of comics. So be sure to go check that out. Uh, you can also find some of my work at Comic Book Debate. Uh, that's their Twitter. And then comicbookdebate.com is the website. I do editorials for them. I'm very proud of the work that I've done there. And again, like Comics Bookcase, there's a ton of very talented people behind that website as well that talk about all things pop culture. Uh, so be sure to go check out that site and read some stuff there. A lot of great people, a lot of really cool content. Um, 
You can find me on Twitter at Batman Files. If you don't follow me on Reddit, that is my Batman fan account, obviously. I post mostly about Batman stuff there. Freaked out about the Targaryen series on there briefly just because could not contain my excitement. But yeah, so if you want more Batman content, if you're not already following me there, be sure to do that. You can follow my personal Twitter at APBatman with two Ts. Uh, that's where I post about things that are not just strictly Batman related. Uh, video game stuff, other TV show stuff, movie stuff random thoughts whatever you can follow me there i've sort of been a little bit more active there again recently still not as much as my batman account but those are whatever it's my personal you can follow there at ap batman with two t's uh you can follow me on instagram if you want to i've very i said last week that i was going to try to get back on posting on my instagram and i've I don't think I've posted since then uh, but if you want to you can follow me on apb.comics i will try to be better about posting on there again soon Honestly, no promises at this point. I don't know why it's so hard for me to post on Instagram consistently for a long period of time. I was doing it. I was pretty good for like a month or a month and a half. And then I just stopped. I don't know. It's hard. It's a lot. Instagram. I've got Twitter down. Like I've got that unlocked, but Instagram's a whole different beast. But if you want to, you can follow me there at apb.comics. Basically run that sort of like my Batman account. Um, it's mainly Batman stuff on there, but uh, obviously different format because it's Instagram uh you can subscribe to my twitch if you want or follow my twitch uh, it's at twitch.tv forward slash ap batman i haven't streamed in forever i've been thinking about doing that more recently though if you'd be interested in that let me know on twitter or in the comments here uh i would want to play the arkham games first probably but then i'm definitely down to do other stuff um so you can follow that if you want to um if you've made it this far in the episode, thank you for listening. I very much appreciate it. I've appreciated all the feedback that I've gotten on the first few episodes. Really do. Uh, it means a lot. I see your comments. I see the views. Um, it's very great. If you've enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave a like, rate, and review on whatever platform you're using to listen to this on, be it Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, whatever, leave a comment, rate, review, positive or negative feedback. I'm open to all of it, just constantly looking to improve the show, so anything really means a lot. And again, if you enjoyed the episode, please consider giving it a share via whatever social media platform you prefer, shouting out whatever podcast, listening, or watching platform you consume it on. That would also be greatly appreciated. Uh, I think that's everything. So yeah, again, if you made it this far, thank you so much for listening slash watching. Be sure to tune in next week and later.